Don't let don't let the don't let that worry you. What? Hey everybody, John Troutman, Julie Troutman, and we have Brandon Samiju on today, the podcast Truth or Comfort. And uh, we know Brandon's always going to take comfort over the truth. So, um, anyways, wel- welcome today, Brandon. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. We're just going to go ahead and get this out of the way um, up front. We just want to know, and the viewers want to know, <clears throat> how many Lamborghinis do you have? <laughs> Which color? <laughs> how many? How many yellow? Greens. How many greens do you have? You know, someone taught me early on that uh, you want to invest in things that go up in value, not down in value. So at this point in my life, zero. Oh, I thought there was maybe a rare Lamborghini that was worth investing in. Okay, so you guys, Brandon, uh, how long have you been investing in real estate for? Uh, 20 years. 20 years. And so what do, you, what do, what do you, you do? You invest in real estate? What kind of real estate do you do? Uh, primarily um, commercial real estate. I would say that it's uh, it's been a while since we've um, purchased something. The prices have been a little crazy, but uh, I work for a company that has a commercial real estate portfolio up and down the West Coast. Okay. Um, so what kind of commercial? Uh, anything from shopping centers to raw commercial land. Uh, at this point, mostly office and industrial. This is <clears throat> this is a good opportunity for us to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I got time for. Thanks. <laughs> We've known Brandon for a long time, and we don't know enough. We don't know that much about what they invest in, so he's they hold it close. So okay, let's uh, for new investors. Um, any advice for newer investors in today's current market or climate, if you will, of what to, what kind of deals they should be looking for, what they should be investing in. Now, keep in mind, you guys, Brandon's in the Northwest in the Seattle Bellevue area. So um, any, maybe investing in maybe like protest shelters or something like that <laughs> um, would be good. But, Homeless um, tents. Yeah. And needles. Um, so, so this past year, I would say at least in the Seattle market, uh, this summer, the market kind of started going backwards a little bit, and so we've seen a lot of new investors pencil appreciation into their purchases, which the market's actually gone the other way, so things are a little tight for them right now. I think some of them are actually going to lose money, so I would say be patient and be conservative, especially in this this market. So, so you want to pencil it very conservative as far as no appreciation, obviously, and uh just in making sure that you're, you're you're calculating your ARV and everything correctly, your rehab. So going through all that stuff with a tight pencil. Absolutely. Are you guys now? You guys do some lending of money as well. Are you guys still currently lending, or are you holding back on that a little bit? Uh, we're lending a little bit. We're not doing a ton right now. We're kind of seeing where the market's going. Why do you look at me like that when I ask you that question? It felt like <laughs> like I just violated you. <laughs> No reason. Okay. I think for people that are interested in um, receiving money, what what would you tell them the profile of person that you would lend to in this type of environment? Sure. I think we're looking for people who have done this a couple times who take the time to write out a realistic budget 
And if they don't have experience, to hire somebody that has the experience. Um, you know, we've seen too many times an investor gets in a project, they might hire somebody they know who doesn't know what they're doing, and they kind of get over their heads, and budget-wise, they blow their budget. And next thing you know, they're coming back to us for money again and again and again because there's no other options. So would that be a contractor that has specific experience, a mentor? What, what does that either one. look like? Okay. Yeah, either one. A contractor uh, would, would be probably number one, but if not, maybe a mentor that can help oversee the project and give them tips on to, you know, what they should be looking out for, uh, you know, at key project points to walk the project and say, here, here's what I think you should be doing. So somebody like that. It's a little plug for Ricky right there. You think? <laughs> Obviously you guys need, if you're new, get a mentor, get, and get a good solid contractor, get your stuff in writing, make sure you're contractors license make sure you go and tour the projects that they're done what they're doing um, you know put your eyes on that stuff just don't take their word for it you want to go out and see what they're currently doing what they're working on if they don't have anything working I'd be worried because then they start looking for you know they're gonna be looking for that draw up front and then they're gonna be playing catch-up the whole time because you are probably their paycheck at that point yes yeah, so we've seen a lot of times where Somebody goes to write that first half payment for the project, and the contractor is very excited to get get on the project. And once they cut that check, it's it's tough to kind of get them back on site. You know, it's it's a struggle, and it's it's because they're just getting waiting to get that check. Yeah, so you want to break those up into smaller. I, we wouldn't I wouldn't recommend giving someone half up front. Get give them a piece of it. Get a a timeline and get that timeline in writing to where. Maybe they're incentivized to get it done on that timeline, and they're penalized if they don't. And I even recommend just not even doing a deposit, but maybe paying for materials directly and paying for it when it shows up on your site. Just so until you get to know each other and you get to develop a trust, a little bit of trust. So you're currently working with people in the Northwest, right? People that are maybe having issues helping them see through the, get through their projects, right? Because you've lent them money, so you want to make sure that they've they're getting through it. So is this one of the big issues that you're seeing? Obviously is people butchered their budget, if you will, and timeline. Yes. And, and the, the easiest thing to do is you kind of retreat inwards. A lot of people don't want to talk to a lender. They don't want to talk to anybody. They kind of just want to ignore the problem and the problem does not go away. When, and when that happens, they probably ignore the project as well. I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. You know, a lot of times we're, you know, when we're seeing people not pay interest, we're seeing the project not moving or not moving forward. We're seeing uh, the owners not returning our calls, and it just leads to more of a stressed relationship between the lender and the investor. So, for those of you that are watching, and maybe there's a date on this podcast, maybe there's not, but we're in mid-January 2019. So, what it, is this familiar ground as in 2008? What you're laughing. Uh, I wouldn't say we're there at, at all yet. I just think that, um, you know, people maybe penciled their projects out um, Due to a little the, too aggressively. Right, based on previous appreciation and all that stuff, right? Yep. So obviously as inventory starts to sit, and that's happening all over, the inventory sits a little bit. That means there's probably – and rates moved up a little bit, which means the buying power went down and people's – you know, pricing had to adjust with it. 
I'm assuming. So stuff's going to sit for a little bit longer. There'll be less, less, in my opinion, probably less investors jumping into the market, which is great. As investors, when we were flipping houses, uh, we made actually more money when the market was kind of, you know, going, uh, not, not appreciating as much as it is now, uh, just moving sideways. I think we made more money during that period than when the market's actually moving upwards because there's more people when the market's doing, you know, six to 10% a year. So what opportunities in the next six to 12 months do you see? So right now what we started to do is we started to track um, second mortgages, maybe going to auction. We started looking at that market a little bit, looking at, uh, you know, is there, an, is there an option to buy some of that debt? And especially in areas that there has been appreciation to maybe buy that stuff at a little bit of a discount and, uh, and maybe get, get control of the property that way. It's not a long-term strategy or is it? No, no, short, short term. I like it. You know, because it wasn't there a group that invested $300 million <laughs> in the Bellevue area in all seconds. And just trying to think what they have left. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but you guys, so there's different there's different areas and opportunities that will present themselves during this, this time uh, when the market's, you know, going through a transition, if you will. And obviously, Brandon laughed when I brought up 2008. And uh, I think everybody has an opinion about what the market's going to do. I just don't see the market making a massive correction like it did in 2008. Again, there was other indicators with subprime mortgages, option, you know, option arms, and all these other things that were. It was a recipe for disaster. I just don't see lending like that. Um, I don't see, and and I'm not in the lending industry anymore, so I don't see the fraud, and I'm not aware of all the stuff that, but I, there's controls, a lot of controls that have been put in place to help prevent that. Um, but you tell me, I mean, you do lending, right? You do private or hard money lending. So sure. I think, uh, I, I see a little bit of fraud these days, not a ton. Um, I think the landscape has changed because, you know, in the last 10 years, there's been a lot more uh, private money lending options available, including some really big national companies that have started rolling out programs, which, has brought the cost of money down, which is great, and uh, and made more people aware of the availability of kind of you know what's out there as options. Right. So, as far as like loans that you guys currently have on the on the books, what do you guys? How many how many loans do you guys have currently? <laughs> roughly, <laughs> roughly fishing. And what are you trying to get to? Uh, we are. Uh, at this point, we have been kind of tapering our lending program down, I would say, for the last five months. Got it. Um, but we're looking to ramp it up come uh, spring. And why is that? What do you see differently? I think we'll have a better feel for where the market's at. Do you think they're going to raise rates this year? Uh, feels like uh, it's not as certain as it was a couple months ago. Right. I agree with you on that. I don't I don't know if we're going to see a rate adjustment just with what happened last time. Right. Um, are you proud to wear that hat that you wear right now? Miss <laughs> <laughs> curious. Always. Mm -hmm. You got to believe, John. My, my Seahawks are no longer in the, the you, running. So you were pretty adamant about it last time I saw you, though. Got to latch on to something else. Yeah. yeah. I could get you something here from the Phoenix Valley. <laughs> State 48. Yeah, state. Wow, no, he did not just bring up <laughs> state 48. 
you guys uh anyways we have we brandon is a he's a builder too he's being a little modest in what they they do they do a lot of new construction in seattle new homes rehabs um and the commercial piece obviously so they do, they partner with us on a on a lot of stuff that we do obviously and uh anyways so having him on today and and talk about lending talking about some of the stuff that he does and his insight in the in the market if you guys are watching this is pretty valuable very valuable so you should listen to it and uh, if you're in the seattle area and need money um who should they look up uh they should just call me directly that means just ping us and we'll get yeah. you in, in touch with him so all right well uh you have any final questions i don't have any questions i would just say that um it has been fantastic working with Brandon, and Brandon is um, one of the members of the Reiki community. And so if there's a, a specific question that you have that you think Brandon could answer, um, certainly reach out to either John or myself, and we'll forward that on to Brandon and get an answer for you. Absolutely. Happy to help. I feel like there's a favor going to be asked after all that <laughs> stuff being said. So we'll do that off camera. All right, you guys. Uh, thank you for watching. and. Uh, Tune in next time. Anyways, thanks again, Brandon. You're welcome. Thanks. Thank you. I get to send the wall now? Yep. Well, let's go look at Lamborghinis today. <laughs>